0: Welcome to Sound Solutions, a series of free audio tapes produced by Braille Institute of America. The tape you are listening to, and all the others in the series, provide practical information to adults and their families who are dealing with sight loss. The professional staff and many of the students at Braille Institute collaborated to provide the information, tips, and practical solutions to living life independently in spite of sight loss. As you listen to Independently Speaking, think about the ways you can apply the techniques that are presented. You may want to enlist the help of a sighted friend or family member to help you get started. Remember, the goal is to discover ways to live life as independently as possible. We believe you can do it.
1: Well, I don't know how I look. I don't know how I appear to others, and that makes me feel
2: uncomfortable. Yeah, what makes me uncomfortable is the feeling I'm making other people uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, yeah. What I mean? you know,
3: why is that? So many sighted people feel awkward talking mm-hmm. to someone who's blind. Yeah. And, you know, it is so obvious, that feeling. Mm-hmm. You can feel them feeling awkward.
2: Yeah. How about the ones who just talk louder? Oh, <laughs> it's like because I can't see them, they think I can't hear them. Mm-hmm. You want to shout back
1: at them, Hey, you, I'm blind, not deaf. Well, it's usually the first time or two that a person talks to someone who is visually impaired. A phrase, by the way, which Mm. I think always understates the problem.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
3: It's like saying a short person is... Vertically challenged, yeah, like, like an older
2: person is uh, youth impaired. Yeah, but
1: but but, it, but it's true. Sometimes there is discomfort when a person is not used to speaking to someone who can't, you know, look them
4: in the eye. Yeah. Now that's yeah. one of the secrets of putting other people at ease: making eye contact. You kidding? <laughs> not at all. Looking in the direction of their voice, you're looking right at them, and being clear and direct with what you're saying. It's a very positive way to make both of you feel more at ease. Uh, Someone
1: said you should point your nose at the person you're talking to.
4: That's exactly it. Persons with vision impairment, sorry, David. (laughs) No problem. All right, visually handicapped people should practice making eye contact. Now, even if doing so is literally impossible, Mm. it's still socially possible to look them in the eye. You should practice it until pointing your nose at the sound of their voice is like 2nd nature mm. to you. It gives the impression of attentiveness mm-hmm. and compliments the person you're talking to. And what they're saying seems important to you. Mm-hmm. That's a good communication skill for everybody, whether you're sighted or not. Sure. And it could very well be that the visually handicapped person has an advantage here because you've learned, or you are learning, to mm-hmm. focus more on what you hear. And that certainly enhances your ability to pay attention. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, how about instead of visually impaired, we call it orally um, enhanced.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oral enhancement, well that's one tool you most certainly have. And how about aroma augmentation, or maybe just smelling better, by which of course we mean smelling more efficiently. Smelling better might be the basis for a whole different kind of tape. This tape is about communication. Effective interpersonal communication. So important, not just because a person has lost the ability to see, but because they have retained the ability to be. To be alive, to be a part. And the need to interact with and be a part of society depends almost completely on a person's ability to communicate effective interpersonal communication which is now, as it has always been, a matter of using your good sense, your good sense of hearing, your good sense of smell. For example, something aromatic may tell you a great deal about the person you're interacting with. A fine perfume can bring with it the image of an elegant lady. Sometimes the mental pictures are far more attractive than the real thing.
1: Whenever I'm in one of those awkward situations, yeah. Yeah. Um, the mental picture I get uh, is of somebody being stupid and thoughtless. I know. Right. I, I mean, mean there, there's right. no way that sighted people can know about the real difficulties. I know. Exactly. That's,
3: they feel, I don't know, somehow that, that I'm different than they are, mm-hmm. and I think they feel embarrassed by me or, or yes. for me or something, and they don't know what to do to make the communication between us easier. For both of us, I don't. I don't actually blame them, but I sure as heck don't blame me either. I mean, it's just something that you have to accept.
4: Well, I don't think you have to no, accept. You don't. No. Wait, don't. wait a minute, guys. No, 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 no. That's it, not it. Uh huh. Whoa. The only thing you have to accept is the fact that you can't see as well as you used to. And saying that you accept it doesn't mean you have to like it. That's crazy. Acceptance, what you do have to accept, involves facing the fact of your visual impairment with all the difficulties that come with it. It involves accepting yourself Mm -hmm. and your condition. That's first.
6: We're all children with respect to sight loss because we've had no experience. But we have to live with it, so we have to deal with it. If you think that one day you'll wake up and it will be okay, well, probably not. To acknowledge it and accept it is the quickest way to open the doors to independence. That's right. right. That's
2: absolutely right. Acknowledge it and accept it.
6: Well, easy to say it, but tough to do tough, it. Tough, yeah. The most difficult thing for me as far as acceptance goes is that to this day, I still have a problem making new friends. I mean, sighted friends. I feel that somehow my blindness makes them uncomfortable. And so I'm hesitant to even say hello. The friends that I have tell me I'm being too sensitive in this area, but real or not, I sense discomfort, and that can interfere with your ability to communicate.
4: It's still something I have to work on. Jenny was talking about opening doors, and the quickest way to open the doors to, quote, normal communication is for the blind person to take the lead.
6: Even in the most casual situations, like at the market, the clerk will say something like, that'll be $7.93. And I'll give him a 10 and say, out of 10. And then I'll just leave my hand extended so that he knows where to put the change.
4: Not only in casual social situations, but with friends, close friends, and especially your family. You have to take the lead. You have to explain the frustration you feel and how the frustration can turn to anger. You must say what you feel.
2: See, I had a problem Mm -hmm. that really bugged me.
3: What?
2: Well, it had to do with where the family put are you ready for this the mm-hmm. toothpaste. <laughs>
3: toothpaste
2: the toothpaste yeah <laughs> everybody seemed to put it in a different place every day and me i, I could never find the darn yeah. stuff they had assumed yeah. because i do have a little bit of vision that i could see the toothpaste because it was in a bright tube or right, whatever right but here's the thing one day i picked up a tube of hand cream oh, yeah. <laughs> And brother. (laughs) So I called a meeting and I said, hey, everybody, would you please put the toothpaste back in the same place? Okay. When
6: something they do makes you feel uncomfortable, tell them and ask them to be equally frank with you. As in any personal communication, if there is something going on that makes either one of you ill at ease and you don't talk about it, you don't bring it out into the open, the conversation is never going to get beyond superfluous stuff.
1: I have this nystagmus problem. You know, the constant movement of your eyes, kind of the fluttering back and forth. Uh, I wasn't really aware of it till my yeah. sister mentioned how distracting it was, uh-huh. and I got some dark glasses, and I noticed right away that everything with everybody yeah. was better and easier. Good. I know I was certainly more comfortable, and it was because my sister and I had talked about the need to be frank and straight ahead. Good idea. You see, what,
3: what David
4: learned there was that speaking frankly about your blindness will solve a lot of the difficulties of spoken communication. Yeah. Now, for example, when you're with a group of people and you're not sure if a remark is directed at you, mm-hmm. you can simply say something like, uh, were you speaking to me, or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That also, without evoking any false pity, kind of explains the need to address a blind person by name.
2: Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to be sitting there like some big dumb lump, but <laughs> unless someone does call you by your name, either that or you're going to respond to every single remark that doesn't have a name attached to it. And that can be really awkward.
1: Yeah, really. Also, you know, you have to let people know that nodding your head doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, any kind of nonverbal gesture, you know, just shrugging your shoulders can mean many things, but to a blind person, it means Zip, <laughs> zip. Yeah.
4: I think another thing that comes with acceptance of your situation is being able to ask for help when you need it. Now, if you ask directly and frankly, then your blindness will probably be considered only as an incidental factor in any given social
5: situation, and, you know, not the center of it. Yeah. I don't see as well as I used to. Would you mind telling me what time it is? When you can allude to your sight loss casually, it can do a lot to alleviate the tension that sometimes exists in a group of sighted people who are unaccustomed to dealing with blindness. It can help restore normal communication all around. There is no reason, of course, to act as if blindness were less than the major handicap that it is. But by using frank, direct, and even casual statements, you show that to you, blindness is only an incidental factor in any given social situation and not the center around which that situation revolves. But the fact is, you don't see as well as you used to, and you will need to ask for help from time to time. Again, simple, direct, specific questions are the best. It's probably better to say, is the restroom to my left? Instead of saying, which way is the restroom? And it never hurts to point to your left because you'd be amazed how many adult human beings will say left when they mean right because it's your left they're facing. Uh, Well, you know.
0: There's nothing wrong with asking for and accepting help when it helps. People are there to help you. But remember, it's as true now as before you lost your sight, that nobody can help you
5: like you can help you.
4: Remember, too, that communication is a two-way street. Being expressive and direct are good ways to make sure that you're effectively conveying your messages.
5: The other half of the equation is being receptive, acknowledging that you understand the message being conveyed to you, a lot of which is communicated in normal, non-verbal reactions, like an affirmative nod, Looking directly at the person, even your posture, can indicate your level of interest. Another thing is to focus both ears on the speaker. See with your ears.
4: See with your ears. Now, Helen Keller, who was kind of an expert on both subjects, once said that blindness cuts a person off from things, but deafness cuts you off from people. And mm-hmm. being cut off in any sense is limiting, but you can limit the limiting. Focus on that sense of hearing. I mean, really focus. See with your ears, not only to identify people, but to put them in their place, if you know what I mean.
3: There's a lot of stuff you can tell about a person, Um, whether it's a man or a woman, certainly, approximately how tall they are, and you have a pretty good idea of their age, Mm -hmm. all from just how they sound.
4: That's it. Also, you can get really good at interpreting from their vocal expressions what kind of people they are, how they're feeling, that sort of thing.
3: Well, we kind
2: of do that already every time we talk on the phone, right?
4: Exactly. It's almost automatic in telephone conversations. You judge how a friend is feeling from the way they talk. We make judgments about someone we've never met on the basis of what they say and, even more, how they say it.
1: Yeah, especially telemarketers. It's real easy to tell when you're talking to a computer. Well, I can tell how my mother feels just when
2: she says hello.
4: <laughs> okay, we're going to have a little test. I'm going to play for you a recording of a telephone conversation between a father and his daughter. Yeah. Okay. Really focus with your ears right. and see if you can't see how they feel. Okay. Even see the expressions on their faces in okay. everything they say.
6: Okay, okay. Listen Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, baby. How you doing? I'm just great, Dad. I'm in my new apartment. I've got a new phone, and you are my first call. Well, how you liking the big city? I love it. It is so exciting. Everything. Where are you calling from? My apartment. What's that noise? Oh, that's Vern. He lives here. Dad? Burns my cat! Oh, hi, oh, 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 Burn!
4: You can see every expression on his face, right? Yep. It might not always be that obvious, but even when it's very subtle, if you focus, you can see how people feel in almost every conversation you have, almost every day. Focus on the abilities we have and the strengths we
5: possess. That's what we're talking about. It's an attitude thing. While people with normal vision can blunder through life as mediocre or even poor communicators, visually handicapped people cannot. But everyone, whether they're sighted or visually impaired, can learn skills to enhance communication. In fact, you will probably get to know and understand others even better because you listen more closely to the tone of voice and the choice of words and are less distracted by the physical appearance of other people. You will meet people with your heart rather than with your eyes.
4: And communication skills also relate to written communication and reading. Books with large print, talking books, magnifiers, braille, handheld tape recorders, computers with reverse polarity and large print. Uh, And speaking of computers, talking email is becoming more and more common. You talk and the computer types your words and the person on the other end reads what you've written. Computers today are making it less and less awkward for any
5: handicapped person to deal with the world on an equal or nearly equal basis. And you should certainly look into the more esoteric forms of communication. Sculpting, quilting, arts and crafts, music, all wonderful and extremely satisfying forms of communication.
3: Can I say something about that? When I took up my quilting, I'll bet you that at least half of my frustrations flew right out the window. Especially when my friends started commenting on how beautiful my work was. Uh
2: Sculpting, too. I don't know if I'm any good at it, but my daughter says I'm great. But regardless, I get so much out of sculpting that it helps me see. Textures, as an example. I'm becoming more and more aware of how things feel because I'm working with my hands, Mm -hmm. seeing with my hands. Mm -hmm. And when I get a better feel for feeling things, I get a better feeling of what those things look like. I I can visualize with much more acuity. Plus that, when I'm reshaping these forms, I'm able to appreciate shapes and forms like never before. I swear I'm becoming positively cultured.
4: (laughs) There are service organizations to help visually impaired people everywhere, which offer really good training programs having to do with interpersonal communications. They discuss social methods you can use to acquire information, to relieve tension in this or that situation. They'll show you how you can enhance and quicken your developing sense
5: powers. Visualization classes are available at senior citizen centers, community colleges, as well as places like Braille Institute. They help with visualization techniques to get you into the habit of making up a mental picture of the surroundings in a social situation, as well as of each person involved. They'll show you how to become more completely involved in mental images. What did you do? What did you feel, hear, or see? Being able to visualize people, things, and situations will increase your comfort level immeasurably. You'll be able to hold on to the image, to stay focused and connected every day, in every way. Making metal pictures helps make things whole for you, regardless of the accuracy of the metal picture that you're making. It's your picture, and just because it's not precise, doesn't make it all wrong. Being able to visualize, that, that makes it all right.
4: And here again, the focus is on enhancing the abilities we have and the strengths we possess. Abilities and strengths. Both of which we have an abundance when we keep in mind those three little words,
5: believing is seeing. Effective interpersonal communication.
4: That's one of the secrets of putting other people at ease. Making eye contact.
5: Point your nose at the person you're talking
4: to. Effective interpersonal communication. Focus on that sense of hearing. I mean, really focus. See with your ears. We
6: have to live with it, so we have to deal with it. To acknowledge it and accept it is the quickest way to open the doors to independence.
5: Otherwise, you're just going
2: to be sitting there like some big dumb lump. Effective
5: interpersonal communication. So important, not just because a person has lost the ability to see, but because they have retained the ability to be.
0: Remember, it's as true now as before
5: you lost your sight that nobody can help you like you can help you. You will meet people with your heart. Rather than with your eyes.
4: The focus is on enhancing the abilities we have and the strengths we possess. Keep in mind those three little words believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing.
0: You've been listening to Independently Speaking, one of the audio tapes in the series. Sound Solutions. We hope you found the information helpful for you, your family, and friends. These tapes are available free of charge from Braille Institute, a private nonprofit organization committed to eliminating blindness and severe sight loss as a barrier to the fulfillment of life. Sound Solutions was made possible by the generosity of the H.N. and Francis Berger Foundation, the Fritz B. Burns Foundation, and from thousands of individuals. If you would like more information about anything you heard in this tape, about other tapes in the series, or about Braille Institute, please call our toll-free number, 1-800-BRAILLE. That's 1-800-272-4553. Thank you for listening to Braille Institute's Sound Solutions.